0: Welcome back world. In this episode I want to discuss portfolio construction which is simply allocating percentages on the assets you decide to put into your portfolio. Now before we get into the specifics I want to say my content is designed for educational and informational purposes only. The information I provide throughout this podcast please do your own research. Please consult with an advisor or a brokerage firm when making an informed financial decision, you must understand your risk tolerance, time horizon, and be comfortable with making a specific investment decision. Now, if you all could please uh, subscribe to this podcast, uh, rate the channel, and also leave a review. Um, it's very helpful with the growth of this channel and allows me to broaden this reach of insightful principles out to more people and being able to make financial literacy a more of a prevalent topic here in society now when it comes to constructing an investment portfolio you have four steps in step one you want to select which asset classes will be represented in your portfolio such as stocks bonds commodities cryptocurrency etc Once you have that, your time horizon will determine the amount of risk you're able to take. Time horizon is the amount of time in the market until you'll need access to the funds. For someone that has a longer time horizon, a portfolio may reflect more stocks than bonds. Someone that has a shorter time horizon may be invested into more bonds than stocks. However, based on the current market conditions with inflation being at 6%, investing in bonds makes an investor liable for interest rate risk where the value of the bond decreases in the value because of high inflation. High inflation leads to higher interest rates, which brings the value of the bond down. Stocks have risk as well with being a more volatile asset, but they are proven to grow over time, faster than inflation, which builds purchasing power. Crypto is even more volatile, but assets like Bitcoin are a great store of value and is more of a hedge against our current financial monetary system. Commodities like gold and silver are more used for insurance in a portfolio. If you're investing in paper commodities, uh, like stocks uh, that specialize in gold and silver, um, In those type of situations, the miner of the precious metal could be a risk if something happens with the location of uh, the mining company that's actually producing uh, the gold in the ground. And also, you have to worry about the lack of liquidity. Uh, If there is not many miners being able to find more gold in the ground, you you also have that as a risk. Now, also newer technologies like Bitcoin is a potential risk towards gold because it's looked at as a better asset story your wolf that actually has a limited supply of 21 million and it also is growing to become a global reserve currency however commodities for the most part uh they will be stable and they won't fluctuate as much in price and they also tend to increase over time now within step two you want to determine what target percentage you will put in each asset class. So an example of this would be if an investor invests 80% into stocks, 15% into crypto, and 10% into commodities. Uh, What this helps with is diversification. You want to, you never want to put all of your eggs in one basket. You also don't want to be overexposed into one particular asset class. That's why it's important to spread your money around. Your target percentages will depend on your time horizon as well, along with your investment objective and the amount of risk you're willing to take. For me, I follow a 75-15-10 rule where I'll put 75% into stocks, 15% into crypto, and 10% into silver. And ideally, all of this is going to equal out to 100%. So when you're allocating those percentages, you want to make sure that you're keeping that in mind. Uh, Step three is deciding the maximum and the minimum ranges for each asset class that allows you to take advantage of market conditions. Um, This is often called tactical asset allocation. So for example, let's say for crypto, your target may be to allocate for 15%, but you could also put a maximum of 25% and a minimum of 10%. And all you're really telling yourself is is that, okay, I know I want to allocate 15% into crypto assets. My maximum exposure, I don't want it to be no more higher than fifty, uh, 25% of what I'm going to allocate for that specific uh, asset class. And then my minimum is 10%. So that's the very low. I don't want it to go under that. I want to make sure that that's pretty much my my floor, uh, floor price of I don't want it to go under that. I want to make sure at a bare minimum, I'm putting 10% into crypto assets. And what this does is, is it allows an investor to shift their portfolio emphasis due to market conditions. And having the minimums is just so you don't bet everything on one asset class. So that's why you have your target, you have your minimum, you have your maximum. It keeps you balanced. So for me personally, I am wanting to put more funds into the crypto industry right now because of the massive growth that I'm seeing with NFTs, the Metaverse, uh, DeFi, which is decentralized finance, and people just uh, wanting more freedom when it comes to their wealth. I just see the industry, you know, outpacing the stock market over time, and both are needed in a portfolio. But this is what you can do to take advantage of certain asset classes. Now the final step is the actual selection of the securities purchased in each asset class. So with the 75% that I allocate for stocks, there are many other sectors in that you can focus on that you can put within stocks. So let's say you want to put, you know, 30% into large cap stocks and then maybe another 15% into mid cap And then the remaining percentage that gets you to 100 percent, I mean, to get you to the 75 percent, let's say you want to get some exposure to international stocks. So there's a lot of different ways of how you can play this. Um, in a lot of ways of how you can strategize and 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 spread your investments around. Um, but I definitely think keeping it simple. You know, have you know a large cap fund, have a small cap. You know, have an international fund that focuses on uh, some type of exposure outside of the U.S. You know, uh, potentially you can look at different sectors. I know for myself, you know, I like industries focused in technology. Communication services and consumer discretionary, Uh, so that's definitely, you know, very important of just getting exposure to industries that you know are going to grow, that have grown in the past, or just industries that you have a great interest in that you know that will be a great uh, great companies or you know each et- if you're a podcast enthusiast like i am you probably thought about making a podcast on your own creating a podcast is one of the best decisions i've made personally but it definitely can feel overwhelming when trying to start one on your own that's where buzzsprout comes in their platform is hands down the easiest and the best way to launch promote and track a professional podcast it's in fact so good that they have helped over 100,000 people launch their own podcast. Buzzsprite will get your show on every major podcast directory, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of your recording. You also get a great-looking podcast website, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, and tools to promote your episodes as well. Plus, Buzzsprout publishes new blog posts, podcast episodes, and YouTube videos every week. So you can learn the ins and outs of podcasting from people that live it every day. To start your own podcast and to get a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the link in the show notes that lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show, Buzzsprout. The easiest way to start a podcast. TFs that you can be able to take advantage of in the future. And when it comes to large cap, small cap, mid cap, um, the way to think about that is simply just how big a company is. You have some large companies uh, like you know Amazon, Google, Apple, Berkshire, uh, Berkshire Hathaway um, these are large cap stocks. So you're going to have, you know, some of the largest companies in the U S and a large cap fund. Um, and then when you look at other funds, such as a smaller mid cap, it's probably just going to be companies that aren't as large as those uh, major companies that I just discussed. Um, now with the 15% that I allocate for crypto for myself, I like Bitcoin, I like Ethereum. I think those will continue to grow and show its dominance in the market. Um, But there are other opportunities as well. You know, I definitely think uh, Cardano uh, and Chainlink are great opportunities that I, for full disclosure, that. I'm invested in, and Cardano is designed to be a scalable platform uh, for running smart contracts, which will help with the development of decentralized finance apps in Chainlink. Um, They also have a focus with decentralized finance, and it helps smart contracts Access external market prices, which Chainlink is one of the first companies to actually create that. Um, Before them, there really wasn't an opportunity for a decentralized finance app uh, to be able to find external market prices with their smart contracts. So you know they definitely have been taking a leading role with that, and you know there are a lot of other great opportunities. You know I've been hearing a lot of great things about. Um just the development of the metaverse um and I think that that's another reason why I have been focused a lot with crypto because of the the growth of where I'm seeing that the world is going to transform into and this company is actually uh it's a stock um so it will be part of your you know stock exposure um but matterport uh is definitely a great company worth looking at uh the ticker symbol is m TTR. Uh, The company is a spatial data company digitizing the real world. They essentially can turn any physical space into an immersive 3D digital twin. Um, It designs, builds, and operates online 3D spaces. It also allows investors to engage in the 3D virtual world. So they're doing a lot of positive things. You know, I think that when you think about Digital real estate. Um, I think that this is going to be a great opportunity for them, where people instead of physically going to go look at a property, um, they can immerse you with their technology, where they have the photos for that property, and then you could just put on, you know, some glasses, and you can kind of do a walkthrough, and you can actually see how that property would look like. In the comfort of your own home, so I kind of think about that is you know uh, it's that will be very uh, unique. Um, and the company is is has almost it has billions of images that they already have within their ecosystem that they're putting into this uh, virtual interact- interactive world. So um, I think that it's a great opportunity to get on the forefront of what's going on with metaverse. I also think that. Uh, when it comes to DeFi, I think for 2022, decentralized finance is, is going to continue to be a more prevalent conversation. Because when you think about how all of these corporations are coming out and they actually are using uh, smart contracts to fa- fa- to facilitate agreements. Uh, with you know their business lenders, uh, with you know people that they are working with on a day to day basis uh, to be able to make transactions. Um, I think that you know DeFi is a very interesting concept of how a financial services is going to change with everything being on a blockchain and being more transparent. Um, I think that we need a system like that, and also with DeFi, which makes it great from an investor standpoint, is that you can actually stake and you can lend out your cryptocurrency. So there are many platforms um, such as Voyager, uh, you have Nexo, um, FTX, Uh, all of these platforms allow you to actually not only purchase, you know, Ethereum or Cardano, Chainlink, uh, There's so many more um, and you can actually lend that out or you can borrow from it. Um, so I think that, you know, it's very unique uh, when you think about DeFi and just uh, the opportunities that it presents for just business owners, for investors. So I think that these are all of the reasons why I'm excited with investing in a cryptocurrency, because I see the transformation you know happening and it's here to stay you know no no matter what anyone says um of course it's a volatile asset but the importance of crypto is the amount of time that you're in this asset class over time you are going to see the fruits of that um, developing into something much greater so it can't be more of something that's just a quick flip you know you're trying to flip the next coin if you're in it from the long term and you see that these uh, coins have these different utility cases it makes sense in my eyes um, and then for the 10% I allocate for silver I physically have it um, and I focus on Canadian maple leaf silver silver coins I actually have uh, talked about the process of investing in precious metals in episode 56 so i definitely would say check that one out if you are having some questions about precious metals um, but when investing in precious metals simply you know i'm looking at the brand recognition you know canadian maple leaf um, they're one of the most recognized companies uh when it comes to producing um silver coins and and bars and you know i'm also looking at the purity of the coin you know making sure that is great quality and then you also want to keep in mind the cost and the premium associated with the metal that you have an interest in. So that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. Um, if you all can please uh, rate, leave a review, subscribe to this podcast, share this with your family and friends. It's greatly appreciated when I can see that this information is actually helping you or it's helping someone that you personally know. Um, It really gives me satisfaction to know that uh, my content is helping you be able to get that new insight or that foundation that you need to be able to take your finances to the next level and to create a blueprint for financial freedom for yourself. So I thank you all so much for tuning into another episode of Insightful Principles and take care.